Hey, hi, hello, fam. Welcome back to the Your Podcast Strategist Show. This is your host, Kayla. And today we're going to talk all about show notes best practices. Why? Because as of right now, Google cannot search audio. So you still need show notes for your episodes. They're getting there, but not quite. So we're going to talk about what should be included, how long they should be, and where all they should go. We'll talk about the different kinds of show notes and the best way to get the most mileage out of them and the different kinds of ways that you can set them up. All depends on what you need for your show, but you do need them regardless. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Your Podcast Strategist Show. I'm your host, Kayla Wells. I'm a podcast manager and strategist working with award-winning professionals and entrepreneurs who are creating businesses that change the world. Get ready to learn everything you need to know to start podcasting today, along with all the encouragement you need to stay on track. I love podcasting, but I love creating sustainable marketing and content machines that support your business and life even more. It's time to take the weight out of your marketing efforts. Ready to go? Great. Grab your favorite note-taking tools and let's do this. Welcome back, y'all. As of the date of this recording, I am in the process of moving. It has been crazy, absolutely crazy. But I wanted to make sure that you still get this amazing episode all about show notes. And a lot of people ask still why they need show notes, mostly because, you know, this is an audio platform. You know, obviously, you're speaking to your audience. Why do you need words to go along with it? I mean, if you're thinking to yourself, I really love talking things out, why would I want to write things? Well, like I said in the intro, Google does not search audio. Not yet, anyways. They're working on it, but they're not there yet. So in the meantime, for your show to be picked up and for you to really take hold of all of the SEO magic that your podcast can provide to you, then you need show notes. Then the next question people ask is, how long should they be? So for instance, You've got your podcast host. We've discussed that. And you've got your website. You've got all of the podcast host websites that they offer. There are different podcasting websites where you can have a website on a specific platform so that you don't have to have a website of your own. And all of them have different lengths that they like for notes. That being said, me personally, I like to upload my whole set of show notes to uh, my podcast player it, there's nothing that drives me more crazy than actually looking at the show notes on a podcast only to see, go to this link for the full set of show notes. It drives me insane. I don't know about y'all, but I'm already in the one platform. Just give me the link that I wanted. You said the link is in the show notes. I'm in my podcast player. I go to the show notes on my podcast player. The link should freaking be there, man. It should be there. Personal opinion. Not everybody agrees with me on that. That being said, you can do a short summary for your podcast player. I just think that it should be the short summary, like maybe one paragraph with the links and resources included in your podcast player. I have two reasons for this. One, you have links on all of your podcast page players for all of those links. So you're creating backlinks to your website because you should always include your contact information, your guest contact information, any links to resources that you used or talked about during the podcast. All of that should be in your show notes. And If you have affiliates to any of those things, you can include those as well. It's a great way to do affiliate marketing is using your podcast as a platform for that, if appropriate. 
Like if you're talking about, for instance, show notes best practices and you're linking an affiliate for Canva, not really a good connector there unless you just always have your affiliate link for Canva because that's another thing you can do. You can include like resources that you use all the time and just let people know those are your affiliate links. It's not a bad idea. Anyways, so I think that that should be in all of the places regardless to increase those backlinks. Personal opinion on that as well, but I think one of the best ways to really hit all those SEO buttons is to make sure that you've got that information in as many places as possible because you don't know necessarily unless you have a ton of tracking going on in the back end. You don't know necessarily where people are hitting your content. So you want to give them as many places as possible to hit that content. All right. So if you want to just have a short summary, that's fine. Always include links and resources. That's for the podcast host. And most podcast hosts allow you to create a podcast web page so that you can give that link to your audience so that they land on something that's super pretty, super branded, has a player there, able to follow in all the places, and has all of the information that they need. That's in case you do not want to create a podcast website. That being said, I say that a lot, guys. I'm sorry. That being said, (laughs) if you really want to take control of your podcast and how people are listening, the best thing to do is to have your podcast episodes on your website. That way you're building SEO on your own platform. You're owning your SEO in that way. So it's best to have each episode have a post on your website that has the player on it, has a full set of show notes. There are a few different ways to do that and includes all those links and resources we were talking about, but it has the player embedded on your page, just like any other blog post. You know, you'd have pretty, pretty podcast graphics, make sure you're hitting all of your alt text and your graphics and all of that. And then additionally, your show notes would be longer so you can hit for more keywords And you would also have those links and resources. You can include timestamps. You can do a full transcript for WordPress. There are different um, WordPress plugins that you can use that allow you to shrink or expand your transcript. Some of them even have direct plugins to your whatever you're using for transcription. And then additionally, you can either have the longer form like a true blog post or you can have just you know three to five paragraphs for your show summary. Me personally, for my actual podcast page, I like to have just three to five paragraphs. I like to have my links and resources. And depending on the show and what you're wanting to be available for your, your people, your listeners, you can also have your timestamps in there. Now, timestamps, when done correctly, and some podcast players actually allow people to click and go to that place in your episode. That's why they can be really helpful, especially for people in those players who really like having that ability. Additionally, it gives you more room for using keywords organically because you're talking about the episode as it goes along. So it's not like keyword stuffing because it's meant to allow you these places. Plus the way it's structured, the way it's formatted, it's obvious that those are timestamps. That being said, you don't want to keyword stuff. Okay. You just, you want that to come out naturally, but it allows you to create these sentences that are searchable as well. Questions that are searchable and increases your SEO value as well. Then I like to have the transcript and turn that into a true blog. And you can do that one of two ways as well. You can create a completely separate blog based on one portion 
of your episode, like one topic, and just turn that into a whole separate blog post so that you're increasing the the traction and the distance that that episode is getting you. Or you can use the transcript and just create a really big, beautiful blog post, include headers for, you know, as the the conversation changes. Another really good thing to put on your show notes is takeaways, key takeaways from the episode, because then it's really easy for people to see, you know, this is definitely one that I want to read. Additionally, you can use those key takeaways in your social media posts. So these are a bunch of different ways that you can use show notes and there are best practices, you know, best practices are definitely ranking for keywords that you want to use and things like that. So just keep in mind, show notes are necessary and there are different ways that you can do them that fit for your business. The most important part though, is making sure that if you say in your podcast episode, the link will be in the show notes, put the link in the show notes. Don't keep going and doing what you're doing and then forget to link that because people really do use those links. It's a big deal when you say it's going to be there. If somebody really wanted to learn more about that information, it needs to be there. Make sure to include all of your links that you mention in this show. Make sure that you include all of your guest links. A lot of times if you're doing proper guest management, we'll have an episode on that as well. You already have all of their links available to you. In the episode, they're probably only going to mention one or two things. In the actual show notes, include all of their links, unless they're just not active on those channels, which that might be something to include in your guest form whenever you're pulling, bringing guests on when you're asking them for their headshot and their bio and things like that. Like, Give us all of your platforms. Which are you most active on? For instance, I have a Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter, so I wouldn't give that one. And I would. Pro- it's not going to be on my website. Like that's the good places. If they have a website, go to their website. Whatever they have listed there, that's where they're active. So make sure to include those as well. And then additionally, all the resources. If you're going to use affiliate links, be sure to actually note that those are affiliate links, and you know, put your little affiliate blurb on every post that includes imp- affiliate links. But aside from that, show notes are a great place to really give more value to your listener and to build in that beautiful SEO that is kind of the point of being a content creator in the first place, especially when you have your own website. You're trying to build this traction. So, and additionally, if you have built this traction on your website, you can use Pinterest and generate Pinterest SEO as well to help feed into your Google SEO. They are their separate things, but if you're if done properly on Google, then it helps with Pinterest as well. Now, I'm not a Pinterest expert. I am hoping to have a Pinterest expert on the show later because I think that podcasting and Pinterest are just a match made in heaven. And I know so many people who think the same way. So I'm I'm gonna bring somebody on who knows all about Pinterest and hopefully I will learn some things too. But make sure that as you're building everything out, that you can create this wonderful ecosystem of backlinks and things like that for Pinterest as well. Also, if you're using YouTube along with your podcast, you'd want to make sure that you're hitting the appropriate ticks for YouTube. You don't want your YouTube title to be the same as your podcast title. Why? Because YouTube search is a little bit different and there are definitely ways to rank higher on YouTube than there are just in general Google searches. However, if you're using YouTube, just make sure that you're employing proper YouTube strategy. And for that, you do definitely need all of your links. Are you noticing a theme here? I am just saying. All right. So if you have any questions about show notes, hit me up, let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. There are definitely different ways to do this that needs to fit in best to your workflow, but at the same time, make sure that they're long enough to actually 
help you help your show. And always make sure your links are in all the places, specifically for people like me who, if they're on their podcast player and they want that link, they don't have to go somewhere else to find it. Just say. Anyways, I'll see y'all next week. Let me know if you have any questions and I'm super excited to see how your show notes change and improve. Hey guys, just wanted to pop in at the end of this episode. A couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago, I was talking about a couple of different interfaces that you can use to connect your mic to your computer in a way that is not through the USB. And a friend of mine popped in and actually responded. <laughs> I say actually, he responds quite a bit. His name's Steve Stewart. He's an amazing an amazing mentor. He's an amazing content creator. He's an amazing podcast editor. He is just a fantastic human being. And I was talking about the Zoom H4N Pro and he popped in and he was like, hold on. That's actually not one of the best interfaces that you can use. His choices are actually the H5 or H6 because the preamps are better or the P4. So just wanted to throw this in there. The PodTrack P4 is less expensive than the H4N and it is better in general. And while I don't have a great deal, ton of information on all of them, he just had some fantastic things to say about the H5, the H6, and the PodTrack P4. So if you're listened to my prior episode and you liked it and you're looking to upgrade your overall equipment stack for your mic to get the best sound possible, then consider looking at those instead of the H4N Pro. A, because two of those are actually newer. They have more capability. Actually, I think all three of them are newer and have more capability. The H5 and the H6 have dials to adjust the the volume instead of buttons, which that's just amazing because then you can literally see where your volume's at, which is going to make it so much easier to adjust your mic volume. And then the PodTrack P4 has actually four headphone jacks. So if you are recording with other people in the same space, everyone can have their own headphone jack connected into the P4. All right. Thank you so much for being on this episode with me. Thank you for listening to this random set of rambling, but I just had to give you the additional information that I was given by my good friend, Steve Stewart. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much for listening. Love the episode? If so, I'd truly appreciate you leaving me some stars and some words. Or, you know, those ratings and reviews we all talk about. Want to immerse yourself in the podcast world? Head over to Facebook or Instagram and follow me at Quells Podcast Services. That's K-W-E-L-L-S Podcast Services. I'm sharing more tidbits and knowledge and would love to connect. Today is the day to take action. What's one thing you can do to move closer to your podcast and business dreams? Do you have it clear in your mind? Okay, go do it. I'll catch you next time.